Hello, I'm Zaliha and this is Ned Gang NG. A weekly podcast explores stories in books, culture, arts, and from the perspectives of various creatives. Welcome to an amazing journey into wonderful stories told in the pages of books and from the memories of people. Welcome to culture and some type of cultural appreciation and welcome to the appreciation of the art of storytelling in whatever form it may take. Today's journey features the book of Ayobami Adebayo. Stay with me and our culture destination is the Yoruba tribe, Nigeria. We are excited to share and we are ready. Excuse my voice there. But this song comes from a folktale. It is one of the folktales that is featured in our read for the week, Stay With Me by Ayobami Adebayo. Although it is told in a different way to suit our protagonist, Yejide. The meaning of the song is every other person promised a goat. Every other person promised a ram. Olurombi promised her child. Olurombi. Oh, Olurombi. Oh, the Iroko tree. There is a folktale about a place called Ajumpe in Yoruba land. In a time when people could speak to trees, there was a tree in the forest called Irokoluere, where the people of Ajangwe town went to ask for their deepest wishes in exchange for gifts. This Iroko tree was said to be generous with these gifts. But there was a time when many of the women of Ajangwe were looking or searching for children and wishing for them so they decided to visit Iroko Uluwere. While each of the women approached the tree to ask for a wish, they would promise to bring goats or rams or cows or cloths depending on what they sold as traders in the market. But Olurombi, one of the women there, told Iroko Oluwere that she would give the child in exchange for bearing that child. The tree, Iroko Oluwere, was surprised and found this quite interesting. This was the first time that anybody had ever come with such a gift. 
a gift so the tree agreed and decided that it would grant Olurumbi's wish but when Olurumbi gave birth she named the child Akonbekpore meaning child that is as as fair as palm oil or as red as palm oil she forgot to give back her gift or she didn't even remember or she didn't even want to the tree got tired of waiting for Olurumbi to fulfill her promise so the tree went directly to Olurumbi's house and started to drag Akongwekpore back into the forest Olurumbi struggled with the tree but the tree was mightier and kept pulling Akongwekpore into the forest the people of the village sang the song which I sang before this story the essence of this story was to teach people not to promise what they couldn't give stay with me follows the tale of a couple Yejide and Akinyele Ajayi and their journey through love marriage societal pressures betrayal deceit mental disorders and a quest for family one thing that can be said about this book is that it is authentic. Authentic, authentic in the way it tells the story, like of both Yejide in first person and Aki as well. It talks about the major traditions that the Yoruba have and some of its flaws or ills in this very, it's a very short book in my opinion, but it didn't seem all over the place. It's a simple story, but it was told in the most authentic and amazing way. This story is a tale as old as time that we see in our Nollywood movie screens and the ordeals of new couples in Nigerian societies. It talks of politics in the time when Nigeria was under military rule and the various coups and how it affected the lives of ordinary Nigerians. It tells a tale of deceit that is so profound that you begin to wonder and look at love differently. See, I don't want to give anything away here, but I'll give you a few takes here and there. <laughs> the book shares themes of betrayal, deceit, love, tradition, societal norms, the effects of polygamy, and less stuff, but we shall discuss some of them. betrayal and deceit <laughs> not to give away anything or too much of the book but let me ask you what would you do if the person you claimed was all you had in this world and whom you believed loved you dearly betrayed you in ways that could not be undone are you thinking about it now Yejide dealt with the betrayal of Aki, who felt he could deceive her. For example, why did a husband and wife get tested separately in a case where there was childlessness? 
when was the right time to share your health status with your spouse if there was something really going on am i saying this thing without really considering the fact that um people are different and that um maybe either of the partners were afraid of the other leaving would that be a valid reason to hide something so profound from a person you claimed that you loved you really really need to read this book and if you've read this book you already understand what i'm speaking about the betrayal in this book was so encompassing and it felt very how do i describe it it's felt very personal because um while you're reading the book because the book goes back and forth between um, the remembrance of stuff that happened and then the present and then you start to connect the dots and you'll be like wow this was like a grand scheme it seemed innocent in the beginning but then when you started to look at the story properly you start to see that there was nothing innocent about it there was nothing innocent about the deceit that I can portray in this book but let me know your thoughts let me let me hear from you this is just basically my opinion on the themes of tradition moving on the tradition described in this book is that of the Yorubas who live in Nigeria some of the traditions included the wives of the household in Yoruba they are called ulobirinle <laughs> that's the wives of the household they had to cook at every household event no matter how big it was do you think it's still practiced today while i was growing up we used to have um a new year event at one of our family's um houses and his wife and some of his children took care of the cooking i'm talking about large number of guests like more than 50 people was it up to was it more than but it was a lot now the other women in the um family started to protest and say and say oh, they couldn't be bothered about cooking like this it was just too much work that they should hire hands of professional caterers who would handle these things but that is today but i don't know how it's done i don't know whether it's still done let let me know if you are from the yoruba um tribe let, let us know or if you're from another tribe and this is practice let us know if it's still practiced till today there's other tradition where um the in Yoruba tradition if a wife married into a Yoruba family every member of that family is revered and respected whether young or old people who you are younger than you would call them by maybe brodaki brother dotson sister shadi like in a way that meant like they were older than you simply because you were married in their family it didn't matter whether this person was a child you had to address them properly and when you greeted members of those family who weren't even older than you or just within the same age group as you you had to kneel down yes i'm serious you had to kneel down and greet them <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's also the tradition in yoruba families where it's a joining of two families when there's a marriage but let me ask you this do you think the families really treats the wives especially as theirs 
Yejide, the protagonist, one of the protagonists in this tale, had to keep proving herself, even when she needed not. For example, there's a part in the book where it says, I see the, the batik pillowcases in our bedroom, our neighbors and your family, which for a misguided period I thought was also mine. Oftentimes than not, this is usually not the case with um, um, Yoruba families or with families in general. When they say, oh, if you're married into this family, it becomes yours. In in, in most cases, um, I believe many Nigerians are aware of the craze of wives being maltreated by their mother-in-laws. Many of these um, type of things um, are being portrayed in our Nollywood movies to show us some of these ills. And I wonder why mother-in-laws do this. I don't know. Are you a mother-in-law now listening to me? Is this how you 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 treat your wife, your your son's wife? It, is it right? <laughs> our Nollywood movie monster-in-law is is usually portrayed by the delectable and amazing actor patience or zoko she's so good that if you're watching the movies you just automatically assume that her own daughter-in-laws must be (laughs) crying (laughs) moving on there's also the traditional polygamy Men in the Yoruba tradition are believed to be gods and can have more than one wife, as many as they can cater for. Yejide's father had four, and they were all cruel to her because she had no mother. One of the aspects that showed us that she really didn't get along with her stepmothers was where she said, Yamatha was one of my mothers. But she never showed that she was my mother. Also, wives were supposed to be sublime and listen to everyone's advice. <laughs> they are usually an object of reprehension in many African societies. Like, you have to be a good wife. But who is a good wife? <laughs> there is also the issue of childlessness. Wow, this was like the bane of this book. Not having children and the and the the way the women the woman had to go up around trying to find a child. That's that's a Yoruba saying, which means it's the one who has a child that owns the world. There's a folk tale that follows this particular um saying. It was in a time when humans and an- could speak to animals and animals could speak now the tortoise and his wife Nyonibo lived together as husband and w- they were his- <laughs> they were married <laughs> but they didn't have any children and this caused a lot of problems for his wife she cried his family came they were always just oh get a child oh they were- and they were always facing the wife but tortoise was so distraught so he decided to find a solution to his childlessness so he went to look for a babalawu a native priest to find a solution to his wife's to his family's childlessness so he went over seven mountains a few rivers and when he got to the babalawu he was given a play a bowl of asaro yam pottage and the, the 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 instruction was that he mustn't look at it or even taste it and only his wife must eat it 
on tortoise's way back to his wife he got really tired and thirsty and when he looked he peeked at he was like oh let me just peek at the the porridge he looked at it later he said oh let me just check if the palm oil is good until he finally ate it and then fell asleep for like two days three days not knowing that he he woke up with a very big and round belly he went back to the babalawo and then the babalawo pitied him because of his wife and gave him like an antidote but on his way to the babalawo when he got to the babalawo he had a song he said babalawo mo wa bebe alugbirin babalawo mo wa bebe alugbirin oni mama fowo benu alugbirin oni mama fese benu alugbirin ogun to se fun mi lekan alugbirin mo fowo bo be mo fi benu alugbirin mo wa boju okun ori tandi alugbirin what that basically means was oh babalawo i've come to beg your forgiveness i've come to ask that you help me you told me not to eat put my hand in my mouth you told me not to put my feet in my mouth for the for the for the concussion that you gave me i put it in my mouth and i ate it and i woke up and found my stomach round now <laughs> the story was basically talking about like the quest for looking for children and how it was important that couples had children but why was the woman always blamed for this and whenever couples are unable to conceive society just sees the woman as the person who is at fault the women go to various extents just to get pregnant some as much as extramarital affairs just to get their way they go to various mountains and babalawo who profess that they had the cure miracle but could also be dangerous for them there was a part of the book where yejide said i expected to hear about a new pastor i could visit a new mountain where i could go to pray or an old herbalist in a remote village or town whom i could consult there was also another place where she was going to a mountain and then she made this remark there was somebody escorting her like a like one of the spiritualists escorting her to the mountain and then she said the way my escort stared at my chest was alarming now there's also um politics politics formed the backdrop of the entire story during the nigerian military regime of ibrahim babangida and the various coups and the assassination of delegiwa the stories of how ordinary nigerians were vested in a handover to democracy from the military administration awaiting an election and its annulment it was the authentic telling of the situation of things in the 80s serious health issues were also discussed in this book like yejide sudosis she had a fake pregnancy and she had some kind of mental like The pregnancy went on for a year but she kept believing that she was pregnant. It wasn't a real pregnancy and they said it's 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 a come it's it occurs sometimes where the woman will start to have um feelings like she was pregnant should have to have symptoms of vomiting heavy sleeping you know all those pregnant women symptoms and but yejide's own her belly grew as well so it's 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 added to her delusion um they also spoke of mental the mental illness of um one of yejide's 
father's wives the third one who they described as the one who spoke to imaginary people there was also the issue of sickle cell disease and how much pain it caused the children who were affected by this like please if you're listening to me now like for whatever reason no matter what it is love or whatever do not marry someone whose blood type did not match yours and bring children into the world with sickle cell disease like really go get tested before you marry somebody it's 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 this is like 2021 we shouldn't still be having children born with sickle cell disease and if you know other people who are not as learned who do not know the real issues because they usually refer to these children as abiku like the one who the child who dies the child who is born and then dies but like it's a real disease and it's 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 really frustrating to have children having to go to hospitals very tiny and then they go through so much pain like seriously then there are societal norms the book spoke of how nigerian families began to build large fences that would have barbed wires or broken bottles at the top of them to keep away incessant armed robbers also they talked about how robbers used to write letters to residences example was one that was written to one of the residences in this book like dear mr and mrs adio we greet you in the name of the gun we write to inform you that we will visit your family before the end of this year prepare a package for us a minimum of 1000 naira we will give you time to gather this money <laughs> like the boldness of it all but nigerian societies still face these armed robbers who come to houses and even rape women that live in their house tales of horror and then beat up or shoots like children or it's really it reminds me of the one million boys gang saga that happened in lagos during the um covid19 lockdown in its first insertion in march 2020 where they would send letters to neighborhoods telling them that they will come to their houses and rob them there was also the dread of yabolu and her having daughters who the robbers may rape it's 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 a really serious issue the criminality of the police who left their vigilante job on the day the robbers were to come (sighs) we still deal with these things but mm, what do i know now on the issue of love the yorubas say love is like a test but if you've read this book who do you think failed this test between yejide and akin their love story was one of you know the where <laughs> Akin met her at university. They went to a movie theater. He saw her from across the room. He would look at her. And he knew he was going to marry her. You know he toasted her. He went to her and said, "Do you need a ride?" He asked. "You want to carry me on your back?" He laughed. "That would be great, but my car is parked in front of the hall. I can bring it here, or we can we can go and pick it up together. But if you prefer to ride on my back, it belongs to you." Ugh, such cheesy lines. Who knew later? But but I felt like Aki really did love Yejide. But uh, there was just a lot. It was just so much. A lot of deceit and betrayal. Like, you really have to read this book to understand what I am saying. Like, uh, <laughs> this book is a lot. It has a lot. And we could talk about it forever. Some of my favorite quotes from the book are... The reason why we do the things we do will not always be the ones that others will remember. 
sometimes I think we have children because we want to leave behind someone who will explain who we were to the world when we are gone. Another favorite quote of mine is, I stare at the bags, recalling the contents of each one. If this house was on fire, what would I take? Nothing. The things that matter inside me, locked up below my breast as though in a grave, a place of permanence, my coffin-like treasure chest. As always, you know we're not going to forget the culture angle. And this season, our culture angle is weddings. And since we just explored the Yoruba culture from Nigeria, we shall look at Yoruba weddings. Now, ancient Yoruba traditional weddings involved seven stages. The first stage is the Ifoju Sodi. This is where a man is of age. He starts to look out for somebody who could he, he can marry. You start to see this type of boys or men. They start to bathe regularly. They dress really nicely just to go for a stroll. You know, they, 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 they wear scents. They, you know, they carry themselves properly. Trying to find somebody who could who was worthy in quote to be their wife. So when they finally find someone, the second stage begins. There is the alarino. The alarino is called. The alarino is like the go-between. Usually a girl who the the young man would send to the girl he fancies to find out if she was betrothed to anybody, if she had any lovers or you know, any other thing happening within their family. So the alarino will go to the to the girl after finding out these things and then she would start to sell the boy like really talk about how great he is how he'll be such a great husband and all of that then the man the boy and the girl will start to meet occasionally under the trees in the evenings now by this time the girls the the, the, the girl's parents know that something is happening because you see the girl laughing all these coy smiles when the house <laughs> going to different places like coming back late sometimes but they 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 are hopeful that because she's of age she would get a husband then the next stage occurs which is the isium like where the girl agrees to become the boy's wife then the itoro is the next stage after that this is where the boy the man goes with his father and then one of the family member to the girl's family house and then ask for a hand in marriage and this is where the the family would either agree the family of the bride would then look into the family of the groom and see if if they were good enough for their daughter then the next stage is the idano this is the cooking for everybody in the family of the groom the family of the groom brought all the cooking equipment but usually the family of the bride brought the food items from their own farm or barn to be cooked then there is the ipalemo this is where the bride will start to pack her things you know now during this period the 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 wives 
bride the wife's friends usually have these elaborate ceremonies where they dance around the village like five days to the wedding and go to the the, the groom's house to go and check how accommodating these people are they had so many outrageous songs that he sang and then if if the the groom's family did, was not up to par the, the 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 girls the girl's friends either abused them or like insulted them but playfully anyways then there's the ibeyawo this is the day that the bride is moved to her husband's house the, on that day the the it's considered bad luck for the husband the groom to be in the home so the bride is taken to the home then there's this tradition where on the night of their when the man sleeps with the wife if she's found home what they mean by is if she's found a virgin and then there's bleeding they send a full box of matches to her family and it's like a thing of honor and then if not then they send an empty box of matches such a crazy thing but I know none of that is really, really practiced in this day. In modern terms, times, however, it involves just two separate ceremonies. Like a small ceremony, like it's not really a ceremony. You know, they, they, the family of the groom, they go to the family of the bride's house and they go with small items like maybe some tubers of yam and then drinks or even a pack of biscuits and drinks just so they can ask for the, the, the girl's hand in marriage and pick a date for the wedding. Then there's big events. Then the couple wear like matching traditional Yoruba attires called the Ashoki. It's usually in very bright colors. It's it's such a beautiful attire. Then the ceremony has two MCs called Alaga. There's the Alaga Iduro. That's the Alaga, the MC for the groom. And then the Alaga Ijoko, the MC for the bride. They are the ones who carry the ceremony. They are the ones who move the ceremony around. They collect money. <laughs> the amount of money that these people collect from the groom's family ugh, and his friends. <laughs> On getting to the door of the event venue, the groom and his friends have to pay a token for coming, like for for coming to the wedding. Like you are here to take a bride, a whole human being to your family. And then there's a prostration. The the the, the MC, the alaga, tells them to prostrate for a number of times to beg the family of the wife to to give them their daughter. It's usually such a bride ceremony and then there's the letter reading by a member of the groom's family who is learned she reads he or she reads the letter of asking for the bride's hand in marriage and then the 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 bride's family also has a representative who reads their own letter of response saying that they agree then the wife comes in with her friends and she wears a veil over her gilly wow it's such an elaborate ceremony and then she dances you know they go she kneels before the families of the groom and her own family their prayers involved both the bride and groom are prayed for then there's the dancing the eating oh it is a whole lot but it's a wonderful wonderful ceremony let us know if you've gone to any of these like any yoruba typical yoruba wedding that's done in modern day and let us know how what you think about them Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on all our social media handles at NetGangNG. 
Like, wouldn't you rather join the gang? (laughs) Follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening on and leave a comment or review. Join our mailing list by checking out our website at www.podpage.com slash netgang-ng. As always, with love from Lagos, Nigeria. Ireo, that is joy to you and yours in Yoruba language.